Facebook. There we go. Hey everyone! I think we need to change up the intro. I don't think we've talked about finance for a minute now. <laughs> it's been a few weeks, you could say. Yeah, <laughs> and that that subject's for the off season anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the only fun, finance right? we talk about now is winning these player prop bets. Mm-hmm. The old sleeper picks, like yeah, what we're rolling through. Yeah, I mean, we got some we got some good ones this week, and actually, this should be a fun matchup. It doesn't sound promising, like it's the Bucks, it's the Bills. You expect the Bills to roll, but. Realistically, the Bills' defense is not close to what it was at the beginning of the season. So, like, I expect both teams to be able to move the ball, and it should be, like, a fun matchup. Like, I'm, I'm pretty excited to watch these these teams go out this week. Yeah, it's a, it is a matchup that just kind of says middle of the pack <laughs> kind of mm. matchup. It's like you just don't know what you're going to get, and it's another Thursday night game. I kind of noticed that a, a lot of the away teams have been – playing really really well on thursday night football um but obviously the bills are a better team here um Mm -hmm. so but yeah i think we have what five player props because i think they discounted two for tonight's game and i think those are free money so if you really wanted to you could just pick the two discounted ones and um, automatically just make money that way Right. Yeah, like Stefan Diggs, like they took off twenty yards off of his where his yardage would be. It was eighty five and a half. It's at sixty five and a half. Like that's that's really cheap for his yards. It's like, you know? <laughs> and he's like he's by far the best passing option they have. Like it's not even close. Like it's like Diggs and then everyone else. And we'll get into like Kincaid and stuff, how he's promising. But yeah, like they, they desperately need another piece, like step forward. Gabe Davis has been who he's been this entire time. And I I don't think his receptions is a bad bet either, but it's just like you know, maybe Kincaid can finally step in and be that guy because they need a number two. Like, they desperately need it. Like, that's one thing that's clear. Yeah, and, and both the wide receiver ones on the respective teams, you know, Diggs, as we said, and Mike Evans, they should be plastered with targets this game. The defenses, the secondaries are are either injured or they're not playing up to par. Um, right. I think they both are giving up more than nine and a half yards per completion to opposing Team, so you know right. it's going to be a high. It could it could be a blowout, uh, a shootout. Um, as as I think both the teams like passing a lot more than running the ball anyway. So um, it'll be interesting to see how this uh, Thursday night game kind of pans out, especially since we've kind of had some weird games. But the better team, the one with the better O line, typically has won the Thursday night football games. Um, and Josh Allen is sort of the equalizer here. He's not facing the Cowboys or the Patriots um, right. or the Jets with the secondary that's so good. So I think, you know, the Bills run away with this one. Um, yeah, like I, I think you're right. Like the Because it's basically a 10-point spread is what we're looking at here between the two teams. So, right. like, they're going to have to play catch-up most of the game. And I know, I know the Bills have struggled a little bit. Like, they've had a couple bad losses, but they're definitely the better team, like especially offensively. Right? He just yeah. keeps them at such a high level. Like, it's just, you're here. And, you know, it's just, and, I think it should be fun, though. It should be. And the Bills have struggled against really elite secondaries, and the Bucs by no means are elite. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> the only thing that could save them is, you know, Baker goes into his uh, YOLO Baker mode and just throws four or five touchdowns, which 
knowing him, he could just flip that switch anytime on a on a primetime game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like I mean, the Bills are missing White, and like this is why I think we're both kind of really high on Mike Evans. He basically is dominating as far as like whatever metric you want to look at. He's leading the team in yards per route run. It was like his targets per route run, his share. He's doing really good in zone coverage, which he hasn't been in the past. So I don't know what changed for Mike Evans in the offseason, but like he's been really good against zone. And the Bills are going to play a lot of zone in this matchup. So, like, you know, it's just Mike Evans is proving that he's not dead yet as much as we hate on how old he is, right? We're like, he's like, hey, I'm a Hall of Fame caliber wide receiver. Like, this is this is what we yeah. do, right? So, like, I think it's it's just fun to watch an older player just be like, guess what? It's not over yet. Don't, don't count me out. There's a handful of them this year. Um, yeah. And there's three things you can count on, right? It's death, taxes, and Mike Evans getting another thousand yards. Yeah, <laughs> it's, right. it's crazy. Has his streak of thousand yards is, is just insane with the quarterback changes and um, the offense coordinator changes and the head coach changes he's gone through. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Like I've been pleasantly. I tried to like sh- ship him off in the offseason. I couldn't get anything for him. So they're like, well, I guess I'm just going to hold him and see what happens. And it's been a pleasant surprise, to say the least. Like, nice. you get in the offseason, everyone's like, no, I won't even give up a second for him. I'm like, all right, that's fine, whatever. <laughs> Who's the bigger surprise for you, Adam Thielen yeah. or Mike Evans? Oh, Thielen, no doubt about it. Like, right. Thielen's a freaking – so I was watching his week six tape when I broke it down, and I was like, holy fudge. They are scheming him up so many times. Because he's literally the only good wide receiver on the team. Like, that's you true. watch the tape. Mingo can't do anything. Chart can't do anything. Like, at least Mingo's a work in progress. But, like, they're literally having Hurst do a clear-out route, and Thielen's coming in right behind just in the <laughs> wide-open space, right? And I'm like, this is perfect for Thielen. So, <laughs> he's going to see, like, 40% for a free time. It's absurd. Like, I just – that blew my mind. After, like, week three, I was like, okay, I got to buy Thielen. This is too much, man. This is, this is wild. He's, like, what, 34 now? It doesn't even matter. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, it's so oh, funny. Man. I'm 35 and I can't even sprint that fast 10 yards. <laughs> right, I know. And this guy's like going for another thousand yards. Oh, yeah. oh, they make it look so easy sometimes. But yeah, it's just, it's fun. Like, I love seeing people just do that. All right, let me see real quick here. All right, so you want to um, you want to hop in on this first prop? Let's, let's bust it yep. up. Yeah. All right, so this is the free money prop. It's 264 yards is what it would normally be. It's at... A yard. And this was the same thing last week where it was free money and you needed a yard. We got it from Bijan. You needed it from, I think it was Eckler last week. Or sorry, no, it was um, Kamara. I think it was Kamara. Yeah, Kamara. Kamara. Yeah, we were like, just take it. It's free money. So same thing with this. It's like, he's going to pass for more than one yard. Like, there's not a lot of time we just fit on this one. But yeah, like, even if, like, you could make the case, like, even taking 264 this one, no problem, just because how this Bills offense moves and, like, everything relies on Allen. The weird thing I think for them is when they get in close games, the running back usage kind of changes. Like you expect most teams in close games to use the running backs. The Bills really don't. They more feature Allen than they do the running backs. It's kind of weird how they go about doing this. And this sucks for James Cook, who I love very much, but he's been kind of hit or miss given how they use him. But yeah, I mean, it's like you're going to get some very suspect pass defense and Tampa Bay's a run funnel defense. They want you to run. Obviously the Bills are not going to do that. They're going to rely on Josh Allen. And yeah, this is just this seems like free money. Like I don't, I would not expect him to go over three hundred yards in this matchup, like at all. Yeah, and I mean they've been passing at like thirty-five attempts a game. <laughs> He's gonna clear this in his first <laughs> pass. Yeah, so. exactly right. <laughs> so. All right, let's see. All right, let's let's move on to the next one. Then we don't spend too much time on this. All right, so let's talk. Let's talk about Mike Evans and like hit on 
why we're both so bullish on Mike Evans. Like he's, I know there was, he was the cheaper of him and Godwin in the offseason because people expected the stuff to translate for Godwin. And so, interestingly enough, they're just not doing what Brady used Godwin is, and that was heavily with the screens where he had like 30% screens. Like that's how they use Godwin a lot. They're not using him that way at all. And basically, this offense has shifted into like, pushing it more downfield where Mike Evans has always thrived as the downfield target. Right. Mm. And he's getting a lot of the first read looks. It's just like, it's, it's a, it's a smash opportunity for him. Like I think I have him as like my wide receiver eight on the week. Like I'm very high on Mike Evans in this matchup and nice. going over four and a half re- receptions, <laughs> just like, like this seems like cake. Like I'm, I'm taking this every time with Mike Evans. He's, he's one of those locked in wide receiver ones from the rest of the season. As long as he doesn't get injured, that's the one caveat, but the way they're using him is just, it's ideal. So, yeah, I'm all aboard this four and a half. Against the defense that is struggling with injuries on bo- multiple parts of the back end, the safety's injured, they have a corner that's injured. Like, they're really just diving into the depth. And when you're going against a quality wide receiver and their back end guys are coming in to replace them, this is the type of matchup you, you target because we see it when backups come in, like, it tears down and it's just easier looks. It's wide open. So, yeah, I'm taking this all day and just running with this four and a half receptions over on this one. Yeah, interesting enough with the whole Godwin and Evans thing is they both seen the same number of targets at 49. And Godwin actually has three more receptions than Evans. But Evans is breaking free in those long touchdowns. And that's where, you know, he's been good ear in and ear out at getting those touchdowns in the green zone, right? Between the the 20 to the 40 yard, he's he's dynamite getting the touchdowns from there. Um, Yeah. And you know, you know, the Buccaneers are going to pass for over 30 attempts. And um, it's going to go to Godwin. It's going to go to Evans. Evans is likely the, the bigger one, especially with the Bills not having White out there limits them so much because you don't have an alpha cornerback to um, uh, to take away Evans. And you, you can't double him because then you all of a sudden you're leaving Godwin open on the other side. So... Um, I, I think one way or the other, the, the Tampa is passing in this game, right? They're playing catch up or it's going to become a shootout. So those are like the two likely scenarios. Um, so look for Evans to clear five receptions. Easily. Yeah. And the bonus, and the bonus on top of it is like, once they get down to the red zone, this guy, he's six, five, two thirty. Like this has always been where Evans dominates is in the red zone, right? Because he's like a tight end. So, like, that's the one thing that he does over Godwin is, like, it's end zone targets. Like, he mm-hmm. becomes an even more focal point of the offense. So, you get those high-value touches, right, with the red zone and the end zone. And, like, that's the difference, really, in their scoring is Evans is getting the touchdown. Godwin has been super inefficient with touchdowns. So, at some point, it's going to regress where, like, he, he will get a touchdown. But, like, in the meantime, it's just, like, Mike Evans is like, oh, yeah, what are we going to do? We're going to be one-yard line. Like, Brady used to do this, right, where they would be at the one-yard line. They just throw it to him as a little slant as <laughs> touchdowns that are running, right? So, like – yeah, you have this in your back pocket at all times, Levens, where it's like there's a better opportunity for him to get a touchdown pocket too. So like that's just because I, I think he has four on the season with the season, and we're still waiting for Godwin to get in the end zone. Yep. So like at some point, there's just regression. That's how it goes. But like it's just Evans is always better when it comes to touchdowns too. I think it was even last year where Godwin didn't have that many touchdowns. Um, it, it's mainly because of Evans' prowl. Like he's so good in the end zone. He's he's um. Des Bryant, when Des Bryant was in his prime, like he's right. that good in the end zone. So, um, and and you know, I think Baker kind of consolidates his targets to both Evans and and uh, God. So. Yeah. 
Absolutely, oh, 100% with you. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> she's excited about something. Yeah, she's a big fan of Mike Evans. I guess what can yeah. you say, right? <laughs> she's like, go, Mike Evans, touchdown. Uh, I know, trained her well. Trained her well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, well, let's jump on to this next one. Uh, oh, we are oh, wrong. The other way. There we go. All right, so yeah, this is kind of what we were talking about with anytime touchdown with Mike Evans, and why we're hitting on it. It's He's just a good bet. We get a week out. Like, you'll see his prop in the odds for touchdowns. Mike Evans is going to be one of the highest across the board of all NFL wide receivers because of his usage and how it continues. Like, when he gets down to the red zone, like, he's one of the more focal points of any, like, any team in the league. Um, I can't remember his red zone targets. Let me look and see what it is. Yeah, like, he has five already, and it's just, like, when he gets down to the end zone, those red zone targets shrink to, like, green zone targets, they call it. Like, what's in between the five, right? That's basically where all his end zone targets come. It's just, like... He's, he's a monster down there. Like, I don't. So, yeah, this is why we're taking this one in a high-scoring game where we expect both teams to be pushing and having to score a lot to keep up, particularly the Bucks. This is where Mike Evans really becomes, like, a good bet for a touchdown. And I know chasing touchdowns isn't always fun because it's risky because it's a touchdown that don't always happen. But, like, I think this is a good one to chase with Mike Evans in this game. Yeah, it's anytime touchdowns is always, um, you know, we've seen it often, right? Like, um the runner gets down at the one yard line and all of a sudden the backup comes in and Walters a touchdown or um, gets pushed out of bounds or something. But it's, it's, if anyone's going to score on the, on the Buccaneers, it's going to be Evans. Cause like we said that he, he's got a knack for the touchdown and it's on, and it's not like it's just 2023 thing. It's been a couple of years. So um, it's, it's not a fluke. Um, that's what we were saying there. And um, they're going to be throwing the ball. They're going to be playing catch up, or they're going to be in a back and forth. And um, I, I wonder what Evans' split is when when the Buccaneers are down by what ten points, double digits. Mm-hmm. It's got to be insane. Like he's got to get super hyper targeted at that point. So, um, yeah, like yep, we're we're, we're all in on Mike Evans this week. Yes, Mike Evans, Stephon Diggs. Like we're in on these guys are the alphas for a reason. Like they're the number one options on those teams. Like you want to trust in those guys. Um, I almost, I almost put up the Gabe Davis over for yards. Hi, nice to see you there. But I, like, I just, you know, I trust Evans more than I do Gabe Davis. To tell you the truth. Hey, can you, can you chill? Okay. Yeah, I know we're talking about Mike Evans, and you couldn't resist. I know. I know. She had to. She had to make it appear. She said, "Mike Evans is also wearing player. the Buccaneers red. Look at that." <laughs> okay. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Um. Yeah, I mean, Gabe Davis would be a, a good um, a con- contorian play here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're uh, like going uh, DFS matchups and stuff, like I think because uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of smoke and like on people with Kincaid, which we're going to get into a little bit. But like Gabe Davis is still a solid player, so he can give you good like good games and good matchups. Which Tampa Bay's defense is not their back end is not great right now. So this is kind of where you can get, like, you know, if you want to take the over on receptions or yardage with Gabe Davis, I think that is a fine play in this matchup because, like, they, like we say, they need that number two. So, and Gabe's just risky. So, like, you know these with these bets with Gabe, right? Like, sometimes the match was better. You kind of chase that with over and under. So, like, I think that would be a solid contrarian play like you're talking about. Yeah, and the Buccaneers are giving up 22 and 22.8 points to wide receivers. So, obviously, Diggs is going to get his, but um, – yeah. I think you're right. Davis gets his as well. All right. Let's we'll do the next one. Mr. King Dalton Kincaid. King King. King. So we we wanted to do the, the receiving 
like receptions, but for some reason Sleeper took that prop bet away. Don't ask me why. I don't know. I saw mm-hmm. it earlier this morning and I was like, cool. And then I go to pull it up and it's disappeared. And I'm like, what the fuck? What happened? <laughs> so we're just transitioning into his yardage. Um, the way he was used last week is what you want to see. Obviously, we would like to see him getting schemed downfield a little bit more, but it's a lot of choice routes where it's checks and underneath stuff, and that's money for receptions, and like those add up for yards. And without Dawson Knox, who's going to be on the R, R the next four weeks, like I'm confident with Don Kincaid as like a top eight tight end the rest of the season, like rolling in there. And this is very rare this happens, but betting on the pedigree with Allen, the way they're using him in that offense, like against this defense, like I don't, I, I have a hard time seeing him going under in this matchup. Obviously you look at his receiving yards and it's all over the place, but yeah. like last week was the first week where he got the full usage of the route tree, all of that stuff. Like we were hoping so we're just expecting this trend to continue for him. Yeah, and then, I mean, we know Buffalo doesn't run the ball as often. And outside of Diggs, obviously Diggs is going to get his ridiculous, what, 40% targets here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but um, Allen's going to have to throw to someone outside. And now with Knox out, I think Kincaid is, you know, probably the only good pass-catching tight end. Um yeah. So if if Tampa decides to start covering Diggs, bracketing him, King Cates is going to start getting open um, that much more. Um, yeah, and I think your your game to edge makes a good point of this by using this. They're giving up a lot of air yards to tight ends, and this is actually beneficial to Don Kincaid because he's one of the few tight ends that can actually stretch the field and go down team. So, like, they're giving up almost six receptions a game, and, like, they're almost 100 air yards a game. So, like – with Kincaid, who's an athletic freak, and he's a very skilled, like, talented tight end in the receptions, it's like I think, like, this matchup benefits both of them where, like, they hit. And you'll see this on national TV where people are probably going to come out of this game really hyped on Dalton Kincaid for the rest of the year. Yeah, I wish I wish coaches would use the game to edge because there there's so many numerous times where I've seen, like, air yards for tight ends. And then, like, the Packers, two Thursday night football games away, they didn't target Musgrave until he got injured. And all of a sudden, they started targeting the other tight ends. And I was like, oh, my God. It was like the rave, like the low-hanging fruit was there the whole game. And I was just so mad about that. You, you got to call him up and be like, listen, I have the data for you guys. Just use it. Like, just keep it up. Like, Musgrave is a freak tight end. Use it. Yeah, it's just sometimes we run it. And this is like the Arthur Smith thing we run into, right, where you're like, right. what the hell are you doing? And it's like sometimes coaches just aren't logical. And it's just super unfortunate as us. We're trying to bet on that being logical. It's like, well, maybe they're not going to be this week. So, yeah. Right, so that's that's where this this player prop bet with Kincaid this week also runs into risk is you never know what they're going to do. They could all of a sudden decide targeting the running back is a better idea or, you know, going for Gabe Davis is a better idea. But like like Jesse said, if they tar- target Kincaid, they should have success. Um, he's shown the capability that he's good. And um, the way um, – Tampa runs their defense where they like to shoot the a gap with the running with their linebackers. They could take advantage of that um, zone behind the linebackers with Kincaid. Um, so let's see. We're hoping that <laughs> Buffalo targets their superstar tight end in Kincaid. Yes, I'm right. saying superstar. It's- <laughs> he's definitely like it's interesting because tight end's such a wasteland, right? Like there's only a handful of tight ends you trust. You got Laporta, you got Kelsey, you got Andrews, and basically Hawkinson. And then it's like a tier of dudes where you're hopeful. Like even Ingram, he's like solid. 
But like, it's just, it's ugly. So, you know, we're putting Kincaid in that second tier and it might not work out, but like what we've seen last week, no knocks. They're likely like how I think they're going to go about using this is they're going to have Kincaid more play the traditional tight end role and have the slot wide receiver like Hardy on the field more. And they'll be more beneficial, right? Because you're setting Kincaid up against linebackers in these matchups. And if you have a linebacker guarding Kincaid, like good luck. They're not going to be able to stick with Kincaid. Like that's how good he is. And then it lets Hardy work out of the slot and you kind of open them up. And then if sometimes they'll pull Kincaid off of the line and he'll be able to look for that slot and like the slot's a good spot for tight ends, right? It's easier targets, easier receptions. Like you don't have to do like you'll live in the zone. And he, he shows like a natural feel against zone coverage. Like it's really hard for rookie tight ends, but like you see that from him already. Like this is just stuff to build on. So like, yeah, like I'm firing him up on one of my teams, like easily, like I was just starting him. I'm like, all right, let's roll with it and see what happens. But yeah, it's promising. And like, you know, this could be the game that we see the national breakout. Everyone's like, oh yeah, Dalton Cade's that guy. It's like, well, we hope so. He was a first round pick. One of the best offenses in the league, right? Like we're just hoping it all comes together. Yeah, and the Buccaneers are, uh, if I'm reading this right, they're only generating 20% presser uh, percentage. Um, so, you know, they're not going to need Kincaid to block him. Kincaid can block, not as good as Knox, and I think that's why he was losing some snaps to Knox. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not with Knox out, I think it's it's a Kincaid, so you're right. Yeah, let's hope they don't use it for blocking because that seems just like a waste of using <laughs> Kincaid. It's kind of like what I was watching the Kyle Pitts tape, same thing. He's not a good blocker. Don't use him as a blocker. That's like not why you have this guy on your team, right? So ideally they're using him more for the routes and he's running the route tree and running all of that. So like that's kind of what we're doing. Like I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's running like 80 plus percent of the routes in this game, like getting the routes and then, you know, right and living in the middle of the field all nonstop and rolling past the yardage. So yeah, like it's, it seems like a good matchup. Good player, good situation when you're kind of hitting all three of those options. Like, that's a good bet, in my opinion. The only thing that's running in our against our favor is the um, uh, the rationale and, and, and sane minds of head coaches. <laughs> yeah, McDermott so. or whatever. <laughs> it's like, dude, we're just, we're just making it here. We're just asking. Um, I think this is the last one. And I didn't actually load the Stefan Diggs prop, but it's oh. it's 65 and a half receiving yards as opposed to 85, which was the line. Like, I'm totally fine going 65 and a half. The, like, we've talked about this Buccaneers defense struggling. Like, you're noticing we're kind of just picking the pass-catching offense on the Bills. Yeah, like, there's a reason why we're targeting them in this matchup. Like, the Bills, they're not going to be able to keep up with them. So, yeah, like, it's going to be the first option. It's going to be Diggs all day. And then it's going to translate to Kincaid. And we're hoping Gabe Davis hits it too. So like those guys, they're the running back usage is going to be really weird in this game. Like we've seen uh, James cook all over the place with the usage. And there's now it's just basically him and Latavius Murray. It's more concentrated. So I even think James cook going to have a solid game. It's just, you know, he just doesn't get touchdowns. That's kind of a problem with James Cook. So it's like, you know, it's high floor, but it is what it is. Yeah, and the Buccaneers against the running backs haven't given up a rushing touchdown yet and mm-hmm. only one receiving touchdown to yeah. running back. I think, he, I think he needs to do what he did last week where it was a little dump off for about 10 yards out and he scampers in. Like, I think that's how he yeah. scores a touchdown. If he does. I, yeah. and I, you're not banking on that. <laughs> no, exactly. Absolutely not. Like, they could just freaking you just you know, sneak it with Josh Allen. Like, you have a tank of a quarterback. It's like you could just do that, right? And it's like, it's right. Or they'll bring in the 235-pound Latavius Murray and they'll try to plot it away in their tank. So yep. like, there's, that's usually how they go about doing that. So they were definitely on both sides. You know, the running backs, they have um, – boom weeks where all of a sudden they get all the volume but then all of then the next week it just drops back down to zero so yeah. you, we're going all in on the passing 
uh, the receiving options here um, in wide receivers and tight ends. Um, and and Stefan Diggs, like Jesse said, he's discounted with 20 yards. Um, so yeah, like, the two he's, alphas he's will win. Yeah. yeah, the two alphas in this game will will ball out. Yeah, absolutely. Like I don't. I'm trying to figure out what's Diggs' lowest receiving total on the season. I'm not actually sure, but oh, that's interesting. I think it is. Yeah. So his lowest is 58, which he had last week. Um, mm. But if he gets 12 targets in this matchup, he's a lock to go over that. Which, I mean, he's basically seen 12 targets every game. So like, this is what we're talking about. Like, we're super excited for Diggs. We're super excited for Evans. Like these guys that are the centralized passing attack, like options of the passing attack. These are the wide receivers you want to target. It's just wide receivers are a little boom bust sometimes, you know, because like you're catching passes. It's not as, not like a running back. So it's a little up and down. But yeah, 65 and a half, that's more than a reasonable line to take the over. And I would happily take that over on that one for Stefan. Yeah. Games. Yep. Um, for um, game predictions, what do you got? So I'm going to take the Bills in like a 30 to 24 win. Like, obviously, I, I just like taking overs, honestly. So, like, I, the, 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 the line is a little lot lower than that. It's like 43 and a half. So, I'm like, I'm just going to go way over this game. Oh, but Lord. I, I, the, the, my issues with the Bills defense are like, they're there. And like, what I've seen from the Bills defense the last couple of weeks, it worries me. Like, we saw Mac Jones just carve him up. And if Mac Jones is carving them up with lesser options, and he's doing a lot of what they did in college, like, I expect Baker to be able to do that. I wouldn't be surprised if Baker has a turnover or two. But, like, I expect them to be able to, like, keep pace with them most of the game. It's just, you know, it should be a fun matchup. Like, that's why I'm pretty excited for this game, actually. How about – how do you expect this game to play out? It's – I don't know. It's going to be a weird game, I think. And um, I think it's going to be closer to the the number the Vegas has. It's probably going to be, a, you know, 24-21 kind of deal. Um, well, obviously, the Bills. I think they go out and – get two touchdowns and like you said i think baker has like a couple turnovers in the first half but then he comes out balling and gets the game closer than it was yeah, um, where it's like a you know a one score game at the end and they just like turn it over or they don't convert it or how it works out right I totally see that absolutely but yeah that your your point is go- good like even last week against the bills i i had like no doubt that the patriots were just gonna go down and score like mm-hmm. usually you don't trust mac jones but like when that happened and i was watching and i'm like they're going to score. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it did. So it, it was – the Bills have, have played some elite secondaries. The Buccaneers aren't that. So I think the Bills score a ton. But then I think they let their foot off the gas and get the Bucks back in the game. Yeah, like they're missing Milano. He's he's a pretty big piece of that defense too. So like you're missing your middle linebacker. You're missing a safety in the back end. You're missing a corner. Like you're missing a lot of these pieces in the passing attack. And like this is – this is going to show up and people are probably going to be frustrated watching this. Like the bills are just going to go downfield and just be like, cause they don't have guys that can cover. So it's like, no. they're going to play a lot of zone in this situation. And this is why I was talking about this because if you can't land up, you're going to play a lot of zone and you know, that's going to work in Mike Evans favor. It's going to work out for Chris Godwin too. Like they, they, they should be fine in this game and then, you know, they'll do their thing. It should be. And that's why I think it's going to be a more entertaining game than people probably expect. Just given the name cash Bill teams have. Yep. Just, just watch me, our luck, right? Mike Evans doesn't score a touchdown, and Godwin gets like three. <laughs> just the luck reversal he needed. Regression hitting like in the hardest possible way. Like, oh yeah, of course there it is. There's those three touchdowns. It's like Thanks Joe Mixon has Jinx. that one good game every year. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll post these player props on Twitter's, and um, Jesse does an amazing job of keeping updated during the game of how many we've hit. Um, but. Looks like we don't got any questions this week, but 
should be a fun game tonight. Uh, yeah. So let's let's see if the Bills can recover from that horrendous loss to the pa- Patriots um, on, on Thursday night football. So um, otherwise, see you next week. Yeah. Take care, folks. Take care. This podcast is sponsored by The League Winners. Check them out at theleaguewinners.com. Woo! <laughs>